is the Revisionary Podcast with your host, Juan Carlos. The Revisionary Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Revisionary Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Juan Carlos. So the way this works is we bring on a guest, usually a comedian, who tells a nonfiction story about their lives in which they wish things had gone a little bit differently. Afterwards, I give them an opportunity to retell the same exact story as if this time they can change any facts or details that they would like. So, I'm really excited because the first time I ever moved, well, not moved, but the first time I ever visited Washington, I had the pleasure of meeting this wonderful comedian named uh, Burungi, and we were able to stay in touch over the years. So I'm excited that I'm actually going to give him a call and try to get him on uh, for today's episode, or for this week's episode, rather, of the Revisionary Podcast. He's a really funny guy. Um, and I'm, honestly, I just really always look forward to chatting with him. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Um, let's go ahead and uh, get right to it. Let's see if we can get Burungi on the line. Hey, Burungi, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on the Revisionary Podcast. Happy to be here, sir. Thanks for the invite. So uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, outdoor stuff, uh, playing soccer. Um, I'm a soccer coach as well, coaching some kids. Uh, yeah, trying to be active outside. Wait, were you like a soccer player growing up? Uh, sort of. It's always been like my go-to sport. So you played in the MLS or what? You were going pro, <laughs> third division? What's up? No, I, I only played uh, club in college, which is uh, basically you either on the main team or club, which is uh, less commitment. It's, Got it. You, yeah. Yeah. So you would have scored all over the main team. You just didn't want to do the commitment, right? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get on the bus and go to, you know, Wichita or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I played. I play home games only. <laughs> Look, I get it. You know, it's the same way why you didn't go pro. You know, you just didn't want all that money and all that attention. I get it. Nah, nah, nah. I don't want all those girls following me and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a common problem. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background now. You, how long have you been in, in Washington? I have been in Washington. I think I'm coming on to 12 years now. 12 years. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Uganda, and um, that, that's where I, I was born and raised. And then when I was about 17, 18, um, I, I got accepted into college in America. So I went to the universe, uh, Seattle University, okay, uh, which is a small rival university to uh, UW. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the same school, actually. No, it's it's like it's 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 uh, it's funny because we used to play like basketball, soccer, like the two schools, and they they like have a bigger budget, a bigger bus. <laughs> they just everything is bigger there. Did you roll up in a cheese bus? <laughs> we just Ubered to the games. <laughs> oh, y'all had Uber money. Okay, <laughs> I see you. No, we didn't have a school bus and stuff like that. I UW did. <clears throat> so yeah. So you grew up in Uganda. Like, did you grow up in a, in a big city? Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, I went to school in the city. So there's, the city, the main city is uh, Kampala, which is uh, it's a pretty, it's a busy city. Like, uh, not as fancy, but New York level. You know, okay. like lots of traffic, lots of food traffic as well. 
but I went to boarding school, so I was kind of locked in. So I was in the city, but inside <laughs> inside a small space. So you're real life royalty. No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. <laughs> For your safety, don't answer that, okay? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> All right. So what if you don't mind me asking, then when you first came to the United States, what was the first thing that really like surprised you about coming over? What surprised me about coming over? Um, just the abundance of, of uh, food. I see. Yeah, there, there's just too much food going on here. And, <laughs> and I was, because where I grew up, you know, you eat basic stuff. You know, it's like uh, rice, beans, of course, you know, meat here and there. And it's just like, it's regular stuff, you know? Right. I get over here and there's so many different options. Like the Mexican food, Japanese food, Chinese food. Uh, there's sandwiches. I, I didn't grow up eating sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you have things like Subway, where it's like bread, and then you put chicken in the bread. I'm like, yo, these two don't go together. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and then you can toast it. Like, yeah. you, y'all doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you said I had never, it had never even occurred to me that the variety of food could throw someone off. I'm telling you, it took me a while to get used to to the idea and to the idea of all the different kinds of food and and the different combinations, um, like sandwiches. That that one we don't do sandwiches where I come from. Real. So, do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? Hot dog. <laughs> I consider a hot dog a sandwich the same way I consider McDonald's a restaurant. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so wow. So the sandwiches really threw you. And why'd you choose to go to school in Seattle? I didn't choose. Uh, Seattle chose me. Um, How many schools in the U.S. did you apply to? One. Right. So why that one is what I'm trying to figure out. Well, it's a long story, but if I was to make it short, is uh, I graduated high school in Uganda. Um, I got, I put my name into the, uh, university admission process back home. Right. And, and all the universities rejected me back home. Okay. So I was screwed. Like I, I had no options. And then I got into a, an interview process where the, you know, the winner would get a scholarship to go to Seattle university. Oh, I see. So, oh, okay. So you found about it about a competition. You didn't like research it and go, this is the school I want to go to. No, I was clueless. Like, I didn't even know uh, Seattle as a city. Like, (laughs) no, because, you know, outside of America, people, like, if you go, like, in Uganda, when people think of America, they think New York, uh, and that's it. Not LA, LA. Miami? (laughs) D.C., maybe, Washington. Like, when when they hear Washington, all they know is D.C. Right. Yeah, so I, I didn't know Seattle. I didn't know the school. I just... I, I was clueless. And what made you stay afterwards? Uh, well, I got, uh, I got married. Oh, okay. You know, that makes sense. She didn't want to go back to Uganda? No, I mean, I got, I got married, got a job, started paying taxes. I see. So you're an American now. <laughs> well, for now, yes. <laughs> for now. You're like keeping that second passport stashed away in case you need it. Hey, man, you need options right now. <laughs> Look, I get it. I get it. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's about giving options. So why don't we uh, go ahead and, uh, Burungi, the stage is yours. Tell us your story. 
Okay, um, my story. So like I was saying, I went to Seattle University. Um, so this, this story actually starts when I graduated. Uh, first of all, I was the first one in my family to go to college. So that was a big deal. Uh, I, I got my business degree, uh, but you know, four years in the bucket, I was done, party was over. It was time to move on to the real world. Right. And so this was an opportunity for me to find my first job as an adult. But uh, you know, as it happens after graduation, some people already had got jobs lined up. I had friends that, you know, they were like, oh, I'm gonna work for Amazon, I'm gonna work for Microsoft. Some friends were even already working before graduation. Right. I was not that, um, that lucky. I was on the different side where um, I, I couldn't find a job. Despite the fact that I, I have to say I was, I was an upstanding student. You know, right. like, I, like I was in student government. I played club soccer. I was in debate team. Uh, my GPA was uh, 3.8 and over. Uh, but despite my resume, I just couldn't find a job. Did you have internships? I did have internships, but unfortunately, uh, none of them panned out into a full-time job. Right. But actually what happened, it wasn't a lack of experience or credentials. It mostly came down to my immigration status. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I went to multiple interviews, whereas like I would ace the interview. You know, they ask questions, boom, I answer them. They ask uh, GPA, boom, I got it work experience i had done a, a couple internships so i was good and then before the end of the interview you know things are looking good and then they'll ask oh are you authorized to work in the united states right ah and that's when pretty much the interview would nosedive <laughs> yeah how were you answering that question at first well <clears throat> it's a complicated one because uh, you have to be honest because um, what that means is the company has to sponsor your 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 visa like right. and most companies don't want to go through that that process mm -hmm. but anyway so after months of searching for a job one day i get a phone call and it was this recruiter that i've been talking to for a while her name was shelly you know, and they say, hey, Sh hey, Birunji, uh, my name is Sh Sherry, I'm a recruiter. We, uh, I saw your resume on LinkedIn. I have the perfect job for you. When are you available to interview? And I was like, oh my God, I was so excited. And uh, I instantly I was like, I could interview tomorrow if, if that works. Um, and then, you know, next day I put on my favorite suit. I was on time. I go for this job interview uh, and you know, she, you know what recruiters do, they go through the entire thing. And then she was like, yo, you're the perfect person for this job. I think you got it. So I went home, I was happy. I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm about to get my first gig ever. Right. And I did what any college student does, which is, uh, you know, I got together with friends and then, uh, you know, uh, got beers. You know, hit a few blunts and we just celebrated because so I'm you like, just had a huge party. <laughs> yeah, we had a huge party. So that I, I had the job interview on like Monday. Uh, so that Monday night we got wasted. And then uh, to Wednesday, um, Shelly calls me back and right. she's like, oh, my God. She's like, uh, I have good news for you. 
you got the job and we'll take care of your immigration stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. That's great. Uh, thank you, Shelly. And then uh, before she hung up, she was like, oh, but wait, wait, one, one, th one last thing before we sign the contract. Uh, you need to take uh, a drug test. Oh, no. <laughs> you just partied. I know. So I was like, oh, of course, that, that would not be a problem. <laughs> but deep down, I knew I was like, oh, my God. Monday evening and Tuesday, actually, all we did was smoke weed. So I was like, I got a lot of weed to get rid of in my system. So now at this point, was it legal in Washington yet? No. Okay. Yeah, this, this was back then when, uh, you know, it was frowned upon even more. Like, it wasn't legal. Uh, that was 2008? Oh, no, 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 2012. So this was the beginnings um, way before weed was as cool as it is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah. So anyway, I go in. She she was like, there's no time. You got to go in tomorrow for the drug test. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so as soon as I got off the phone, I was frantic. I, I you know, I started doing research, going lines, like detox. How do you get rid of right in your system? Uh, so anyway, I, I, I researched, there was a few magic drinks. I don't know if you remember this. There's some specific drinks, like you buy them from these small places, like the hookah. Those, those shops that sell uh, tobacco, hookah, and all that stuff, they have detox drinks. No, I didn't know that at all, actually. Oh, they do, yeah. So I go over there, and uh, they hook me up with one of these bottles. They're like, yo, you drink this, you'll be clean as a whistle. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there's just like some timing. You have to take it at a specific time before the interview, and it will just clean things up. I was like, yeah, cool. So I go to the uh, drug testing place um, that uh, I was supposed to go to, and uh, I pee, get out, and they're like, oh, we'll call you tomorrow. We'll let you know. And I was like, okay, cool. So about the next day after the results came back, uh, Shelly calls me. She's like, hey, Birunji, um, yeah, I just spoke to the lab and uh, you took the test. Great. Thanks. You thank, thank you for the quick turnaround. Uh, one small problem is uh, the results came out inconclusive. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but <laughs> well, I do. Um, I, I had diluted my stuff too much, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so she's like, unfortunately, I'm just gonna, you know, ask you to, you know, redo it. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, no problem. Absolutely no problem. I will do that for you. And so next, uh, next day, uh, that very night, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out. I was, I, I was not supposed to go out, but I did. And then we are at a bar. <laughs> And we go outside, we're hanging out with friends, and then somehow a blunt comes out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, and they're passing it around, passing it around, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Please don't tell me you hit it again. I was young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, you know, puff, puff, pass. You know, you don't want to be that guy in the circle that's ruining the fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but did you want to stay in America bad enough? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You do stupid things when you're young. I was like, right, you know, right. No, I understand. Yeah. Anyway, so I hit the blunt. I was like, you know, worry about that later. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, next day, this time I went with just drinking water. You know, I drank a bunch of water, a bunch. And then I, you know, I went running. I was like a UFC fighter that's trying to cut weight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, next day I go back to the drug testing place. Uh, the lady at the reception, you know, she hands me the cup. I uh, said, so, uh, you know, she's like, oh, you're back. <laughs> I pee in the cup, hand it off, walk out. I'm like, okay, fingers crossed. We'll see how this goes. Right. All right. Next day, Shelly calls me. She's like, hey, Birunji, uh, the results came back. Oh, and no. uh, it, was, it was too diluted. Like, it was too wide. <laughs> <laughs> And at this time, I could hear in her voice, there was a little bit of concern. Uh-huh. It was getting frustrating for her and for me, of course. And I was like, oh, how, did, how could that happen? And I was like, you know, I'd be working out. you. I'd be drinking a lot of water, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, unfortunately, we, we cannot proceed unless, unless you, get, you get this squared away. Uh, I'm afraid, you know, we're going to have to uh, give the job to someone else. Right. I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, you know what? Let's let's try one more time and uh, just don't drink too much water. Just, you know, just be yourself and, you know, just do it. And this time she's like, uh, this, she calls me in the morning and then she's like, oh, can you do it like this afternoon? <laughs> and technically at that point, my my i still had some stuff in my system right no of course there's no how long does it normally last in your system it depends i mean i i think i think it depends i think 48 hours is is the roughly the the oh really 48 or more It, it sticks around also it depends like if they're just doing the pee then um it might be different but like your hair and stuff it stays in there for quite a bit Oh, I, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was lucky that they didn't go with it. Like, cause with the hair, man, like you, you can't cut off your hair. <laughs> There's all different kinds of testing systems. And depending on which one they do, that stuff lingers for a bit. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. So this time, uh, I, you know, my friend drove me to the, to the clinic, to the testing area. Uh, my, my friend's name is Chad. Yeah, so Chad, I meet up with Chad. We drive to the testing area. And uh, Chad, let me tell you something about Chad. Chad is one of those, like, straight and narrow guys. You know, mm-hmm. he, he lives like a monk. And he works out often, eats kale, flosses every day. Right. You know, he's a, you, one of those friends that has never done any drug or anything like that. He takes care of himself. <laughs> he takes care of himself. Um. Also, side note, I don't know if you if it's relevant, but Chad is also black, like me. Okay. Yeah, 
So anyway, Chad drives me to the testing area. We pull up in the parking lot, and then he's like, yo, uh, good luck, man. And uh, I turned to Chad. I was like, hey, Chad, uh, I, um, I need your help. And he's like, help? What, what do you mean? I was like, uh, can you pee for me? <laughs> right. <laughs> And he's like, are you crazy? I was like, no. It's like, uh, man, I, I need this job. And I know my, my pee ain't going to be pure or uh, clean. You're a healthy guy. You could do, you know, you go inside there. You, you pee under my name. And uh, I'll forever be grateful. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, I, I don't know. The thing you're asking me to do is very risky. I was like, yo, don't worry about it. I've been there twice. I know the ladies at the reception. Uh, it was these two white ladies. Uh, I don't think they can tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> and man, he was not buying it. Chad was like, no. And I was like, yo, man, you gotta help me out. I need your help. I need this job. Right. And after much convincing, Chad finally, you know, he's like, okay, um, okay, I'll do it. So I hand him my, my ID and then I brief him the details, like this is the floor that you're going on. This is what they're going to ask you to do, blah, blah, blah. I just give him all the details. And he's like, oh, cool. So Chad goes in and uh, he goes to take the test. And there I am. I'm like sitting in the parking lot, waiting frantically, not knowing one if they're gonna buy it. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm, I'm nervous. I'm a nervous rake right now. I wait 20 minutes, no chat. I wait 30 minutes, no chat, and then we start. We going to an hour. Oh no! I'm like, yeah, I'm What's like going through your head at this time. I'm just thinking, man, maybe, you know, they, they, they got him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's probably sitting on a curb with his shoes off, <laughs> handcuffed. <laughs> you didn't think to go check? You're like, well, he's going to jail. <laughs> I know. I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking to myself, you know, I started getting all this weird thoughts in my head. I was like, either Chad is walking out of that door or it's going to be like Chad and some feds. <laughs> right, right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm like waiting. I'm like, you know, it's going to be like FBI guys with FBI jackets <laughs> walking up to the car. I'm surprised I'm, that that was your concern and not that ICE was coming out. <laughs> this was, ICE was not as big back then, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a nervous wreck right now. And then after like an hour and a half, you know, uh, I see Chad walking in. Uh, walking outside the building towards the car. And I'm like looking at him, also staring to the back of him just to see, like, you know. Yeah, there's if cops. There's, <laughs> if there's no cops. You know, hopefully they didn't be like, oh, can you point him out? You know, <laughs> oh, maybe he's coming back with a wire or something. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Someone has watched way too many, like, police TV shows. I know, right? So, anyway, he walks up to the car. And he's got this, uh, like, like uh, his face is down. You know, like, he doesn't look too happy. He walks in, 
sits in the car, shuts the door. And I was like, how did it go? And he's like, man, it went great. They didn't, they did, they didn't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. It worked. He gives me my ID. He's like, yo, man, I walked in there. There was just a long line of people that had to be tested. So I had to sit for a while, but he's like, yo, it worked. I handed them my, your ID. They showed me the place. I peed and we're good for now. I was like, nice. So next day I get a call from Shelly. She's like, yo, I got the results. You passed. Good job. You got the job. And that's how I got my first job in America. <laughs> so you committed fraud. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, it's not something I am completely proud right. of. Right. Yeah. But then again, it's, it's, it's not a big, it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, especially right now, like right now, weed is legal. Everybody smokes weed now. Right. But even even now in Washington, do they still deny employment to someone who's caught testing positive? That's the weird part. Companies still test people and expect people not to smoke. (laughs) Um, It's one of those weird things where it's like, oh, it's legally it's legal. But then the company kind of has its own set of rules kind of thing. That makes sense. You know, what's interesting to me is uh, there's a TV show and I can't remember quite which one it was. Yeah. They had the same exact plot point, except that the problem was that the man going in stole urine from his female friend. (laughs) They caught him because she was pregnant and they're like, you're a man. You can't be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be, that would be something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's how they're like, yeah, we know that this isn't yours. Like, you definitely bought this urine from someplace else. <laughs> that's the funny part. Yeah, um, like when you, if most people when they're when they get into that pickle, there's a lot of research. There's so many options online, like detox drinks, uh, overhydration, or buying pee. Like, and a bunch of other solutions that people peddle online. So now, were you at all concerned that it would affect your friendship if something had happened between uh, you and your buddy? <laughs> of course. I mean, to be honest, that is a very unreasonable request to make of someone. <laughs> <laughs> that, the irony is not lost on me. It's um, definitely, it, but, but at the same time, I think that was a that was a legit test for our friendship. Were Fun you at all offended about how easily it was for him to like trick them into, into being you? <laughs> no, I mean, um, honestly, we we he's a good looking guy, so I guess. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. If they say we look alike, I'll take it. <laughs> I see. Okay, and mm-hmm. now. What was like uh, his feeling throughout the entire thing? Like, I know he said that it went well, but was he nervous while he was waiting? Did he was he able to tell, talk to you about that? Yeah, yeah, he was nervous because obviously, I mean, I gave him my. I, there, there was a lot going on here, and again, um, I think we're we're way past the point of uh, 
what they call it perjury <laughs> yeah i don't even know if it's perjury someone will correct us when they listen to us <laughs> yeah so th- there's definitely it was it was there's a lot of gray area in this thing um and if you had his, his face side by side with my id i think any objective person can clearly tell us apart but the fact Somehow, though, I had a feeling, because I, I, I'd seen those ladies at the reception, and I, 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 I had this weird confidence that they, they could not catch it. Yeah, that they wouldn't be paying close attention? Yeah, but also, it's true. People think, black people think, who look alike. <laughs> it's a real thing. I think there was a study done, and again, someone listening out this can, to this can correct us later, but... I think there was a study done that says that people of different races struggle recognizing the differences between people of a different race. And so in this instance, you know, white people might struggle telling the difference between black people, you know, Asian people might struggle telling the difference between white people, you know, because I don't know, I guess it's something to do with like being of a certain race. You, you get to notice all the like tiny, tiny details to distinguish people apart. That is true. I, I'm not going to lie. There, there are certain, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are certain people I can't tell apart. Like <laughs> I won't say which group. <laughs> for shame, for shame. Okay, so let's go into this now. Yeah, if you could go ahead and uh, retell the story. Yeah, what details about the story would you change? I would change the person that helped me out, uh, Chad. You wouldn't put him in that situation again. No, uh, I would, I would still, uh, no, no, no. I think I would be curious if, not to steal your premise earlier, but I'm curious what, what, um, there's different ways this could go. It will be interesting depending on what friend I chose to do it. So why don't you walk me through it? Let's put different friends in that situation and tell me how you think it would have worked out. (laughs) Okay. So I have... I have uh, I have another friend who, if I had, if he had been the guy in who sat in for me, they probably would be like, "Yo, uh, we find cocaine in your system." <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's some friends where I, I would actually never ask them for that because I know they're up to no good ever. <laughs> so uh, there's some friends I would never ask. But also, I'm curious. Um, it will be interesting if 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 it was like your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that would be the ultimate test for a friendship, uh, for for a relationship. Um, if you had your your girl pee for you, or vice versa. But then again, of course, that would that would be uh, tricky because obviously they can't use my ID. So, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. What have you done? For Chad, since then. <laughs> well, um, Chad, 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 Chad was my best man. Okay, at the wedding. I mean, he, he might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> that man almost caught a case for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, true story. He he was my best man, and uh, I again I do not take uh, his um, help. Uh, loosely like it was 
something special that he did. And I am eternally grateful and aware. Okay. Yeah. But we're good friends and uh, we keep in touch a lot. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I could confidently say he's my best friend. So talk to me about the impact of, uh, of this decision. What, how has it impacted your life? Like, obviously, you got your first job. But yeah. how has that, you know, affected you today? How has it affected me today? Um, for one, I do not smoke too much. Too much. I, I was going through a phase, um, a pot phase. And uh, I think um, I've overcome that. Uh, I, I do partake every once in a while. But um, that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I skipped that phase. You know, I, I'm a grown man now. I'm aware of my responsibilities <laughs> and the things I have to do. So, um, I make I would I, I would like to I take my jobs a little more seriously now. You know, I'm also aware of the position I'm in, um, especially as an immigrant and uh, having the, a college degree, um, having uh, the network that I have and the opportunities that I have. Um, I try to make better decisions because because I've been a rascal before, right? As spoiled brat, and uh, I, I feel much more responsibility uh, around the decisions when it comes to work. So I hate to ask you this, yeah, but do you feel like you cheated someone else out of their job? Because <laughs> there was somebody else who you know was waiting to see if you weren't going to get it right, and they would have been the next yeah. person up. Well, uh, in the words of Chris Rock, if, 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 if we're tied for the job and the next person in line is white, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, but you don't know what they look like. So that no, no, I don't know. That was me. Um, no, what I'm trying to say is, um, if it's another immigrant, then yeah, maybe it did, but chances are most of these positions are. I was handicapped to begin with. That's right, not, right, right. You're fighting yeah. with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do, of course, there's an element of cheating here, but also the system was never playing ball with me. Like I said, I was a good student. I had all my papers, my acad academic papers in line. I did my internships. Uh, I did interviews and I did great, but the system just wouldn't let me in. And then the one time it lets me in, I get in my own way. <laughs> you know what? No, that's fair. That makes a lot of sense to me. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're running out of time here. So uh, before I let you go. Yeah. We like to end this podcast. We have a tradition here. And I like to ask you one last question. Could you tell us a quick story from your childhood that brings a smile to your face or like makes you feel warm and said, you know, just a happy memory that you hold from your childhood? A happy memory that I hold from my childhood. Ah, uh, it was a sad childhood. <laughs> Come on, it couldn't have been that bad. No, well, let me not uh, say that. I don't know your life. No, no, no. Uh, the, 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 a happy memory that I have uh, from when I was a kid, I think, would be one particular uh, birthday party. I had, I had a favorite auntie. Like you know, growing up, there's always that one auntie where like you like going to her house. Right. They, you know, the food is better there. You know, things were just nicer there. They had a they had a um, a VCR. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, they, they had karaoke. They, it was a fun place to go to. So for those of you guys who are listening, if you're uh, younger than Burungi and I, VCRs were these systems that we used to use to watch <laughs> movies. <laughs> you know, it's how you guys use Blu-rays and DVD players nowadays. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we met at my auntie's house and it was a birthday party for one of my cousins. And, you know, there was a, a t- big table and, you know, they had all kinds of muffins. They had a big cake for the birthday. Uh, there was decoration everywhere. And uh, everyone in the family came over. You know, all my uncles were there. All my aunties were there. Grandpa, grandma. And actually, to this day, I, I can't find it. But I, there's a photo of the whole family, like, uh, singing happy birthday. To, it wasn't even my birthday, but I've, it was so much fun. And, and, and in the photo, you can see my head peeking over the table like that. <laughs> <laughs> with, with their whole family surrounding the table and, you know, all the colors coming out. And it was just a happy, happy moment. Uh, so much so that, you know, think most of us have moved on, like, from the photo. Like, if you go one by one, it's like people have grown, people have moved away. We're so much further apart. But that particular photo, that particular moment was just right. That sounds special. Um, before I let you go, also, uh, do you have any last words for uh, the revisionaries? Yes. Yes. Uh, last words would be... Um, Follow me online <laughs> on my social medias. Um, I'm trying to be active over there. Um, I just launched my website, uh, which is my last name, comedy. So Birungi Comedy, B-I-R-U-N-G-I Comedy. And that's my handle for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pornhub, uh, pretty much anywhere online. <laughs> <laughs> you're out here directing your own films <laughs> yeah man <laughs> that's wild <laughs> alright thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate having you absolutely man I had a blast I hope you did too no I did I did uh, take care alright man take care the Revisionary Podcast. for the record I do not endorse any of his actions and I don't even know if he just snitched on himself But that's on him. You know, I'm going to leave that. I enjoyed the story. I'm glad that I got to hear it. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in for another week of the Revisionary Podcast. And honestly, as always, I'm your host. And thank you for listening. This is.